Amen. Well, as our ushers are receiving that, go with me tonight to the book of First John chapter 5. Now, if you've been here for I don't know how many weeks, we've been talking about obedience. And, and I believe it's really profound that we hang on to the truth unlike any other time in our lives. Just where we really let the truth of the Word of God settle us. And this may bear witness with you guys today, but I'm telling you this, this whole week when I've come in here to pray, that, and it just really gets on me to pray for the, the, the sinners of our world. And guys, I'm telling you, I, when you start talking about hell, you know, you, you don't desire that anyone goes there. But some of you may be in the situation where you have family members that you know right now in their, in, in their life, they'll go to hell if they die. And so that's one of the reasons we're here. We're here to pray. We're here to help. We're here to do whatever we can do, you know, to stand in the gap. So I'm telling you, there's anointing to pray. There's anointing to pray for family members. And so get a hold of that and begin to do that. Now, like I said, go to the book of 1 John 5, way back there in the back. And you begin to see here right now that there is a, a force that opposes the church right now. And I'm not talking about this building. I'm talking about the people. We're the church. And there's a force, guys, that's coming after us in, in degrees that we've never seen before. But Jesus said this in Matthew 16, 18. He said, the gates of hell shall not prevail against this church. The gates of hell will not be victorious over us. And so that was a promise that Jesus made. But he also said this, I give you the keys of the kingdom. And so for Jesus to give us the keys, he's placing authority in our hands. Now, just because Jesus said the gates of hell won't prevail against you, the church, that doesn't mean that we can sit back in our spiritual lazy boy and do nothing. I'm going to tell you, you sit back and do nothing, the devil's going to run over you. Now, right now, when I say there's a force that comes after us, that forces the devil. Actually, Ephesians 6.12 says we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers, rulers of the darkness of this age. The Amplified says there, for rulers of the darkness of this age, it says world rulers. The New American Standard says world forces. The New International Version says powers of this dark world. I'm going to tell you right now, if there's anything that is evil, dark in this world that's sinful, you can always guarantee who it's coming from. It's coming from the devil. Now, Jesus said this, and we looked at this a couple weeks ago, that in Matthew 5, 14, he declared over me and you as believers, he said, you're the salt of the earth. We are. You're the light of of the world. Those were Jesus' words that he said over me and you. Now, we must live as salt. We must live as the light. And when we do that right here on the earth, we cause a heap of trouble for all these rulers of darkness. You know why? Just because we're being here. We are spiritually significant on this earth. Always throughout history, guys, when God moved on this earth, he moved through people. And he still moves through people. And so as long as we're here, guys, we play a huge part. And so God's wanting to shine through each one of us. And, and listen, 
It's not when we get to heaven. You know the old song, uh, when we all get to heaven, what a day of rejoicing it'll be. Well, that's true. But you know what? I'm not in heaven yet. You're not in heaven. If you're still right here, we still got work to do here. And Jesus commissioned us in Mark 16. He said, go into the, all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. And these signs shall follow those who believe. In my name, you'll lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. In my name, you'll cast out demons. And so right here, these are some of the things that the Lord wants to put in us. Now, we're going to review just a little bit. Go to 1 John 5, verse 4. 1 John 5, verse 4. For whatever is born of God overcomes the world. Whatever is born of God overcomes the world. The Amplified says you're victorious over the world. Now, when we talk about the word world, guys, I'm not talking about the physical makeup of this thing, earth. When we talk about the world, actually, this will help you. 2 John 4, 4 says this, The God of this age or the God of this world. Now, if you look at 2 Corinthians 4, 4, that letter for God there is little g. It's not big G. So you know who the God of this world is? He's the devil, guys. He has a legal right to be here. And so right here when he says this, for whatever is born of God overcomes the world, in other words, he's saying, you overcome because you're born of God, the devil. Now keep reading right here, and this is going to help us. And this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. And so when we get over and we understand faith, guys, it becomes a spiritual weapon against all the, the, the demonic forces, the temptations and the persecutions. Now, to help us understand the basis of faith again, look at verse 5. Who is he who overcomes the world? But he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. And so my relationship with Jesus, it, it secured my victory, guys. Jesus is the key to faith. He's faith. And so my faith is firmly established through Jesus. And so listen, when I get born again, guys, there's some things that happen on the inside of me that I've now been marked as an, as an overcomer. Go with me to the book of John, chapter 16. John, chapter 16. I like that right there when he says that whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And so I want you to hold on to that. And I want to give you one more scripture pertaining to that tonight. That this gets on the inside of you that you begin to understand. Ooh, because the greater one on the inside of me. Because of salvation. I've been marked as an overcomer. You know, Revelations 12, 11 says, We overcome by the blood of the Lamb. I tell you guys, it's important that you come under the blood every day. It's amazing, and we're probably not even aware of it, how much of our day is tried to uh, be impacted by the things of the world. We don't even know it at times, all the things of the world that's going around. So it's, it's good just to stand and say, Father God, let your blood come upon me today. John 16, verse 33. These things I have spoken to you, that in me, Jesus... You may have peace. I want you to understand this right now. Peace is a result only of Jesus. Only of Jesus, guys. Now, what happens to us as human beings 
We look for peace and we think peace can come. And the only way it comes is, is one of two ways. Really, it's one way, but we try to do it other ways. The first one is true peace only comes from Jesus. But the second way that we as human beings try to get peace, we look at everything associated with the world and we think that will bring us peace. That won't bring you peace. What Jesus said right here, he said, in me you may have peace. How do you become in Jesus? When you receive him as Lord and Savior and then you start believing, thank, thank you Father God. Thank you for your peace today. Thank you your peace is sitting upon me. Now, look what Jesus goes on to say here. In the world, you will have tribulation. Now notice here, he didn't say you might or if. He said you will have tribulation. The word tribulation, I'm going to give you a bunch of meanings of that. It means trials, distress, frustration, trouble. Strong says it's this way. Tribulation is pressure. It's anguish. It's adversity. It's affliction. Tribulation is when life begins to squeeze you. Now he said this is part of life. You're going to face some tribulation. But look what Jesus goes on to say. And note in here, he says, but, but, be of good cheer, be of good courage, confidence, certain. Why? Look at what he says. I have overcome the world. I have overcome the world. The Amplified says, I have deprived it of power to harm you. Now, no one on this earth could have made this statement, I have overcome the world, but Jesus. He's the only one that said that. And now because of salvation, I can begin to say it. I can begin to believe it. I can begin to live it. Because you know why? As He is, so am I in this world. And so when you begin to see this stuff, I'm telling you, I believe it's time that we as believers, we get bold as overcomers. We're not to be kicked around. We're not to be drug around. We can rise up and start saying, in the name of Jesus. And so this is what the Lord's wanting us to do. See, I don't have to yield to the things of the world. I'm an overcomer. Now, to go a little further tonight, and this is going to be a little bit new for us. We had not been here yet. Go back into the New Testament, the very last book, to the book of Revelations chapter 9. Revelations chapter 9. Ooh, and once again, guys, because of Jesus, he said, I've overcome the world. Man, I can get underneath that blood on a daily basis. You know, at times, listen, and, and I, I use this analogy recently, I know, that there's times in our life that when you've worked hard all day and you're all dirty or sweaty, you just stand underneath that shower head. And you just allow the water to, to, to wash off all that crud on you from the day. I'm going to tell you, there's times we've got to just stand in the fountain of the blood and say, Lord Jesus, through your blood, wash all that crud off me. Wash the crud of the world off my mind. Wash the crud off the world off my eyes, my tongue. And you know what? The blood, the blood speaks today. Now, when we talk about revelations, revelations is a forecast of, of history. John wrote this, and it pertains to the future. Now, I want you to listen real close when we read this tonight. And this will begin to speak to us here. Revelations 9, verse 1. Then the fifth angel sounded, and I saw a star fallen from heaven to the earth, 
To him was given the key to the bottomless pit. I want you to understand here two things. Number one, the star that had fallen from heaven, that was the devil, guys. That's who this is talking about. Second, that it says he was given the key to the bottomless pit. The bottomless pit is one of the places of hell that is the devil's domain. That's where the devil will have jurisdiction throughout eternity. Now, I want to highlight a word in there. It said to him was given the key. When you're given the key, you're given the authority. So listen, the devil is going to have authority in hell. And it ain't going to be good. It ain't going to be fun. I'm going to tell you guys, when you hear people say, man, I'm going to die and go to hell and I'm going to party all through eternity. That's not the type of hell I read about. The type of hell I study in the, in the Bible says it'll be weeping and gnashing of teeth. It'll be a place where the fire never is quenched. And so it's not a good place. Verse 2. And he, the devil, opened the bottomless pit, and smoke arose out of the pit like a smoke of a great furnace. Now, I want you to understand, smoke here is the symbol of deception. It's deception. And there's a lot of deception going on in our world right now. Now take notice here about the smoke. It says, so the sun and the air were darkened because of the smoke of the pit. Now, the destination of this deception that comes from the pit of hell is right here on earth. That's where it's targeted at, guys. That stuff ain't going to be in heaven. I'm going to tell you that right now. Verse 3. Then out of the smoke, the deception, locusts came upon the earth. Now, once again, you see the smoke, the deception. The locusts represent the demonic influence, guys. These principalities, powers, the rulers of the darkness. These fallen angels. Now, notice right here. It says specifically where they target the earth. Keep reading. And to them was given power or authority as the scorpions of the earth have power. Now, anytime you look at scorpions, a scorpion, if it gets a hold of you, you know what it represents? Excruciating pain. Now, this is what he's liking it to. Now, I'm not here to preach fear, and I'm not here to preach doom and gloom. I'm here to tell you the truth, but I want you to understand, remember what Jesus said. Be a good cheer. I've overcome the world. So I'm going to tell you, when we begin to live our lives through the blood of Jesus, I'm, I don't have to get in fear of this stuff. I know First John 4, 4 says, Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. So I'm going to live by that. Now, to go a little farther here today, you're going to begin to see, and I believe it's taking place right now, that as time goes on in this world, the, the times will be marked by a spiritual power that will intensify. Darkness, sin, it'll even increase. I, I believe morals will begin to decay more and more and more and more. Now, if you've been, been alive very long, you've probably seen this, this darkness beginning to intensify. I mean, the stuff that I saw in the 70s, man, that stuff, it, it doesn't even compare with what, what happened in the 80s, the 90s. Now, what we're seeing... You know, some of you remember back, I think it was the year 2000, when the two boys uh, up in Columbine killed all those people. Well, just this week, 
There's been three or four of those. And so why am I telling you? I'm not celebrating that stuff. I'm just showing you how these things have become almost the normal in our society. It's almost expected now. Oh no, when it's going to hit again? And so what this is, guys, I believe this is just another area of darkness that's intensifying. I mean, the things that I see on TV, I remember back in the, the 60s when we watched it. Man, you never did hear on TV cussing. You never heard that. How many of you ever saw Gilligan shoot somebody the finger? You never saw that. I'm, I'm not trying to be, you know, crazy on that. I'm just giving you illustrations. But now, I mean, there's not a show on TV that there's not a cuss word or definitely some skin being shown. And so what I'm just telling you is you begin to look, just open your eyes, and you see how sin, darkness is intensifying. Now look what he says in verse 4. These demonic forces were commanded not to harm the grass of the earth or any green thing or any tree, but only those men who do not have the seal of God on their foreheads. So right here, they were sent to harm. They were sent to attack one's that didn't have the seal of God on their forehead. Now really, when I looked at that, one of the greatest references there was, was Ephesians 1.13. And it said, they were marked by the Holy Spirit. In other words, they could not harm anyone that God said, that's my property. That's my property. That's my boy and my girl. And so once again, guys, there is going to be a pull on us. There's a pull right now that's pulling on us day by day by day by day. And as believers, we got to come under the blood. you got to live by the Word of God, guys. And I'm going to tell you, you don't just pray because uh, it may be convenient. You pray because it's a privilege. You pray because, Father God, I need your help today. I need your power today. Now, I want to take you into the Scriptures a little farther tonight. Look back in the book of Luke, chapter 17. Luke, chapter 17. Ah, thank you, Lord. And, and what's going to happen, guys, is the closer it becomes to the coming of, of Jesus, the second coming, the devil knows his time is limited here. And so I'm going to tell you guys, that's why things are intensifying. He knows, I don't have much time i got to impact this earth as much as I can. And so hang on. Hang on to that promise. Whoever is born of God overcomes. And what Jesus said, be a good cheer, I've overcome the world. I live in Jesus, so guess what? You know what I understand? As long as I live for Jesus and I know He's Lord and say, I'm going to win, guys. I can tell you the end for me and you. We win. You don't need to go show, see the movie. I'm telling you, we win. And so just hang on to that right there. I overcome by the blood of the Lamb. Now, this is going to teach us some things here tonight. Luke 17, verse 26. And, or just as it was in the days of Noah, so it will also be in the days of the Son of Man. Now listen to me. This is Jesus' words. And He's given us forewarning. And you know what He tells us? The same things that were happening in Noah's days, they're going to be happening in our day too. Now look what he goes on to say. Verse 27. They ate, they drank, they married wives, 
They were given in marriage until the day that Noah entered the ark. Now, some of you may say, is there something wrong with that? No. But the point is he's making here is they begin to carry on as, as usual. They were having a good time. And if you'll notice right there, there was never anything mentioned of God in their life. They take on the form of Christian, but the powers denied. In other words, you don't want Sundays. We like to talk about God. But the rest of the week, we get caught up in these things. Now look what he goes on to say. And it's the, it's the same until the day that Noah entered the ark, and the flood came and destroyed them all. Now how did that happen? You know how it happened? They suspected nothing. Now how many times have you heard people in our society say this? Oh, I've been told forever that Jesus is coming back. I've been alive for X amount of years. On I've been told that he's never showed up yet. I'm going to tell you, this will be the same way right here in our time. Now keep reading. Verse 28. Likewise, as it was also in the days of Lot, they, the people, they ate, they drank, they bought, they sold, they planted, and they built. Now, once again, the Lord right here wasn't mentioned in their lifestyle at all. And I think what he's telling us here, these things aren't wrong, guys, unless we get out of balance with them. Unless these things begin to dominate our life. Unless these things begin to rule our lives. And I believe this is what he, he's trying to tell us here. Keep reading. But on the day that Lot went out of Sodom, it rained fire and brimstone from heaven and destroyed them all. Verse 30. Even so will it be in the day when the Son of Man is revealed. Even so. So you know what he's telling us here? Just as history repeated itself from Noah to Lot, it's going to repeat itself again. And you, you look in Noah's time, guys. I, I, I know when I look at some of the Jewish commentary that there was almost 700,000 people when the, when the waters begin to rise that tried to get on the ark, but they weren't allowed. You know how many made it that day? Eight. When Abraham went into the region of Sodom, Gomorrah, you know how many made it after that? A whopping four, and one of them, she turned into a pillar of salt at the end. Now, when I read the scriptures and I say, I see what it says in these last days, that the love of many will grow cold. That word many in the Greek literally means most. The love of most will wax cold. What am I telling us here today, guys? I'm telling us we got to get a hold of the things of God. we got to really listen to this. Now, when Jesus here, he points out the characteristics of Lot's time and Noah's times, I don't believe he was saying, guys, that these are sinful. I just believe he was telling us this will be the signs of the end time. Now, when I look at all these, I begin to ask questions. These things become priority. These things became a flow of the world. And so, when I look at the first two that are mentioned in verse 28, he said they ate and they drank. I think about this in our society and even in my own life. What is our topic of conversation so much right now? We love to talk about food. 
have you tried this restaurant? Oh my God. I mean, we, have you been over? Have you? I mean, we, we loved, and, and listen guys, I'm not saying, I mean, I'm telling you guys, last week when we were in Rio Dosa, I mean, I had to tell people about this apricot pie I ate, man. And so I look, and when I begin to study this, I thought, Father God, is this me? Is this all I live for to say, whoa, we ate here, we ate there. Oh my gosh, you got to have this person's enchiladas. You and then when he talked about, they ate and they drank. And so I just sat there and I meditated on that word drank. And you know, think about this just in our, our TV commercials. How many commercials are on drinks. I look, Coca-Cola, Dr. Pepper, Pepsi, Mountain Dew. I mean, there's not a time that you can't go on TV and see that. And then you jump into Gatorade. You jump into Red Bull. You know, I mean, you just think about And then, listen, listen. How many of you that have been around for a number of years, how many of you would have said 30 years ago, one of the greatest places that people will hang out is this place called Starbucks? I would say, you're crazy. You're crazy. I don't call it Starbucks. I call it four bucks. Because it's a minimum of four bucks every time you drive through that place. But think about this. Now those are just natural beverages. Now, let's take another step further when we talk about and, and, and they ate and they drank. How many commercials on TV are about liquor? Budweiser consume the Super Bowl. Coors, the Silver Bullet. How about the Miller Lite? Those commercials may be funny, but you look at all those. How about this one? Stay thirsty, my friend. I mean, I just look at all those. And so, right here, he's Jesus is warning us, guys. These are the things that are going to consume your society. And if, if I'm not careful, I get caught up. Now, what was the next thing he went to? He said there in verse 28, They bought and they sold. I look at this in our lives. How many of us buy things even though we don't need them? We buy, buy, buy. I'm guilty, guys. You know what? We can go to the store and when we see 75% off, that gives us a license to buy. But I don't need it. But I buy. We are a consumer people. Me too, guys. Every one of us. This is what he's talking about. And they bought and they sold. And they bought and they sold. You know what a lot of that represents? The buying and the selling at times can become our security. Now look what he goes on next. And he said, they planted and they built. Is there things wrong with it? No, not, not until they become priority in life. Not until they become your security. Now when I look at all this, how many of us do things based on speculation right now? Wall Street, that's all it is, is speculation. The oil, right, it's speculation. Gold and silver, they're all speculation. Every one of them. But how many of us say, oh my, you got to invest in this. Did you see what Wall Street? So what happens in our life? Instead of looking to God and trusting God, all our security now is no longer on Him. All our security is in the things we've accumulated. And he warns us right here, this will be part of the end time, guys. And what happens with all these that he mentioned, 
There's a power behind this that captivates us. That tries to occupy us to keep us from the things of God. I've heard people, guys, that say, all day long, I monitor my stocks. I monitor. And so what's happened, guys? These are all things that he's talking about. And you know what? It's designed by the devil, man, to get us from, from getting our eyes off of God. Now, I want to show you one more. Then this one really jumped out to me. Look back at verse number 27. They ate, they drank, and they married wives, and they were given in marriage. And I looked at that, and I said, Father God, what's up with that? You're the one who created marriage. And it said, and they were given in marriage, and they gave wives. And so, you know, I look at marriage. Marriage is wholesome. Marriage is a covenant thing. Marriage is natural. It's what Father God said. Now, I'm going to get over something that's probably going to, you know, may offend some, but I'm just going to tell you the truth. When I begin to look at this, you know what rose up on the inside of me? The Lord spoke to my heart and said this. What's going on in the United States and what's going around the world is marriages that are taking place that aren't natural, that aren't wholesome, that God didn't create. And you can go back and you can look in the time of Lot. It wasn't the only thing that destroyed them, but it was one of the big ones. And I'm talking about homosexuality, guys. Now, I can take you in here, guys, and I can show you over and over, God loves the sinner. He just doesn't love the sin. And I look what's going on in our nation right now. There is attack on the marriage covenant unlike any other time. And when that took place in God's time, He utterly destroyed it. You know what? You can throw stones at me if you want. I love people. I love people. I welcome anybody in here. I mean, homosexuality to me is no different than an adulterer. It's still sin in God's eyes. And so I'm just telling you what the B-I-B-E-L-B says. And I can take you through here and show you stuff. Now, I want to end with this. Go, go, go to Romans 14 real quick. Romans 14. I'm going to tell you, you know what ends up happening, guys? Our morals are thrown out the window. There is no more morals. When you just do what? If it feels good, do it. Do it. Well, I'm going to tell you guys, that's not God's heart. And I realize right now, when you go against the flow of the devil, you're going to be persecuted. I'm going to tell you, when you buck the system of the world, they're going to come after you. You look at some of these guys that are running for president, when they stand for the church, I'm going to tell you, they go after them. Oh well. Oh well. Now look what happens here in Romans 14. Look real close at what the Apostle Paul said. For the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking, but righteousness, which is a state acceptable to God, and peace of heart and joy, all in the Holy Spirit. Now, I want you to highlight something here tonight to end with. What he's talking about there is he's saying, it's not the things that are around you that are going to make you happy. It's the things on the inside of you. 
righteousness, peace, and joy all in the Holy Spirit. In the Holy Spirit. Now, I'm, I'm telling you that one of the reasons I'm, I'm, I'm speaking on this and I've spoken, spoke on this, guys, I'm telling you guys, we're seeing things in our society like this. Now, I said this at the marriage retreat. It's the first time in the history of the United States that there's more adults that aren't married than are. We're seeing things shift unlike any other time. And you know what? I'm not here to tell you when he's coming back. Jesus said no one knows that. But he told us there's going to be some things that will, will be very noticeable. And he mentioned them here. Eating and drinking. You know what one translation says? They were eating and drinking and partying and shopping. Shopping. And I thought, dear Lord, that's us. That's us. And so I I just encourage you, don't let this pull you from the things of God. Don't let this happen. Pastor, has that ever happened to you? Yeah, it has. I can do certain things. You know, even, even the Lord knows I love to play golf. There's going to be some great golf courses in heaven. I'm going to tell you that right now. Great. I'm going to tell you. are going to make Pebble Beach look bad. But if I'm not careful, after I play golf, you know what happens to me? I can go home and that night I can meditate on my golf game. And th- this is the truth. If I play 18 holes of golf, I can remember every shot I hit that day. To a T. And you know what the Lord said to me one day? Who cares? Who cares? Just enjoy it and leave and then come back and serve me and praise me and, and rejoice with me. And so is God, against, is God against us playing golf? No, you're not going to go to hell to play golf. If that would have happened, I'd already been there. But you know what he's saying? Get your priorities. Don't let the pull of the world, even golf, where it begins to dominate you. Pastor, I'm not coming to church Sunday. Why not? Well, i got a tee-off time. I'm going to tell you, when you start putting life above God, you better start listening. You better start listening. Stand up with me.